Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Brian Ritchie. Brian Ritchie is the CEO of Simba Chain and has been selected to lead the company into a high-growth transformational blockchain platform company. Ritchie, who has spent 30 years in the technology and software innovation industries, replaces former CEO and co-founder Joel Neidig, who will continue to lead the company's highly successful government contracting business unit. Richie comes to Simba Chain from the Idea Center at the University of Notre Dame, where he served as CEO and head of the investment committee for the Pitt Road Fund. Prior to that, he ran commercialization and startups at the University of Utah and Michigan State University, helping launch more than 600 startups. He is a serial entrepreneur and startup venture de-risking expert. Well, good afternoon, Brian. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's a pleasure being here. Absolutely. This is so exciting. And Brian, you know, we talked a little bit before we hit the record button here, but you're in that emerging space, emerging tech, blockchain. Uh, you you obviously uh, support a lot of different companies that are really getting into this blockchain space. So we appreciate uh, you having you on today. And, and we're just really excited to jump into some of these questions here. So Brian, first question I have for you is, let's talk about your career a little bit in technology. You're a senior executive, board member, entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Now you're the CEO of Simba Chain. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. My, I, some people would say I've had quite a schizophrenic career, right? I started in tech in the 90s and was working in networking with Novell and Yost Robotics. I started my own company several times and exited that. Uh, actually, at one point, got a little tired of tech and decided to go back and get my PhD. And I taught at the university for several years, a, a decade, and became a professor there. And, but I always kept getting drawn back to deep tech commercialization and I'm fascinated by technology. I'm fascinated by the ways that it's impacted society. And, and I think it provides a tremendous opportunity that if you can add value, that uh, people are always interested in having you stick around and do interesting things. So I've just kind of followed that uh, throughout my career, which has led me to do hundreds of startups and uh, had opportunities to be on boards and, and be an investor. And, and then when I see really cool opportunities like Simba Chain, it gave me the opportunity to step in and and get back into an operating role in something I think is going to be a transformational technology. So, yeah, it's it's kind of a it's kind of kind of been a journey, but but one that has been super fun to be on. That's awesome. Love to hear that, and you know your career and where you pivoted, traversed, and and did different things, and obviously that's contributed to a lot of your success. So, thank you. And Brian, tell us about how SimbaChain has been successful for the Web three community and various blockchain platforms through its use of its simple, dynamic. API development platform to create trustless, decentralized Web3 applications? Yeah. So, you know, I really believe that what we're going through right now, Brian, is a is a fundamental transformation, not unlike the one we saw with the internet itself. Uh, I, you know, having lived through several of those transformations, I can remember back in the 2000s when companies would say, hey, you know, you stick an E in front of your name and a .com behind it and you're good to go. And take advantage of this new thing called the internet. And uh, we, we've seen kind of the same thing happening today, you know, where everyone's like, oh, get an NFT, you know, do the Board Apes Yacht Club, do, you know, and all this hype around around uh, blockchain and crypto. And and in many cases, and uh, people have not been able to separate those two things either. And so you've had a lot of hype. But I think the same curve is going on, you know, where people are starting to recognize that a lot of the things they thought were cool is not really what's going to drive this. and ultimately. This transformation is going to be the same as it was before. It's going to be really about business solutions and how you solve real world business problems. And that's where 
Simba has really been focused. So instead of doing you know a lot of the, the the hype kind of stuff around crypto or blockchain, we've been focused on how do we solve real world business problems like supply chain, track and trace, you know, asset management, um, you know, information management, identification, certifications. These are all areas that have real um, upside with this uh, new distributed ledger technology. So. SimbaChain's always been focused on sort of that real world business solution. And we got our start with the government and uh, we've been doing a lot of very interesting things from, you know, tracking and tracing supply chains for the DOD all the way to tracking and tracing space junk in space for the Space Force. So, uh, and everything in between. And, and we think that that's where this is really headed and where this will really be valuable. And And just our whole focus is how do we make that easy? I mean, how do we make it so that Web two programmers um, feels like they're at home. You know, REST API development platform, something they can tie into with their current structures and systems, and take full advantage of this Web three platform. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate that. That's awesome to hear. And that's really a segue into the next question. Here is, you're obviously leveraging some new and emerging technologies within your tech stack. Is there something that you might be able to share with our audience today? Yeah, there, there's a couple of things that we think given. The importance of of really solving business problems that I think are going to be useful. Uh, the first one that we'd say is that most Web three companies are really focused on how they get information into the blockchain. Right? It's about how do I how do I mint an NFT? How do I uh, how do I write to the blockchain? How do I get my information into this immutable and permanent structure? But but I think that uh, one of the things that's going to be really important is how do you get the information off. And how do you view that information? How do you how do you consume that information? So we're working on technologies right now that make it so that people can take their information off the blockchain in exactly the same structures that they put on in ways that are much richer and much more detailed and much more graphical than they would have been in just a plain you know, flat file system that, that blockchain represents. So we've got some new technologies coming in that with our product that I think are going to be really interesting. The other side of this, frankly, and it's kind of prosaic in a, in a sense, but everybody in an enterprise environment, especially in a government, they're concerned about safety and, and security and privacy. And uh, we made an acquisition about a year ago of a company that allows us to actually put data both on and off chain, completely encrypted, search those data without ever unencrypting the data so that it's always completely secure and private. And we think that that's going to have tremendous applications for companies that want, whether they're in consortia or whether they are individual or whether they're the government, uh, to keep their information private and secure, at the same time taking advantage of all of the permanence and immutability and provenance of the blockchain. That sounds pretty exciting. Uh, that really is, especially you know being able to keep something encrypted that entire time and still be able to search it, which is uh, outstanding. Brian, switching gears to the last question here, could you share something from your career experience that might help those looking to grow their career in either entrepreneurship or technology? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Um, I think that there's a couple of things to think about. I've I, I found that there are probably two paths to value. Ultimately, creating value is what you really want to be doing because people will always pay for value. And if you think about the entrepreneurial pathway, that's exactly what they're doing. They're building value. But I, I found two ways to do that. One is, is that you get really detailed and very specific. You know, the, the, you, you get really um, skilled in a very narrow skill set that's really valuable. And so you can think of, you know, programmers or great salespeople or great marketing people. 
And, and what they do is they just, they have a craft and they just do it extremely, extremely well. There, there's great value in that. And that's one path. That's not the path I took. The second path I found is more of a, of a generalist in the sense of having enough information and experience in a variety of areas that you can lead and guide in the building of an overall structure. So from a founder standpoint, either one of those might work. If you do the specified route, you're going to need to find a lot of people who can fill in these other areas, and you need to be willing to give them some space and latitude to help you in the areas that you don't have skills. If you go the generalist approach like I did, you can kind of get everything started and set up and started and running, and then you'll need to hire those specialists in areas as you scale. And so it's kind of, uh, it's a different approach, two different ways to get there. But um, I think in both, they really get to the heart of the issue, which is if you can create and provide value and build value for customers and shareholders, uh, you're going to do really, really well as an entrepreneur. Um, both of those take time, uh, but but at the same time, it's not, uh, you know, it's, it's not something that can't be done fairly quickly if you apply yourself. Sometimes people think entrepreneurship is all about the idea. I think ideas are a dime a dozen. I think it's much more about latching to the good idea that are out there and then just executing well using one of these two these two models. Thank you for sharing. That's awesome. And, and that, again, gives some guidance to those that are either coming out of school or uh, wanting to launch their, uh, you know, their, their entrepreneurship. So I appreciate yeah. the share on that. And yeah. Brian, it was a pleasure having you on today. And I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Thanks, Brian. It was awesome being here. I really appreciate it. Bye for now. Bye.